Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hey, y'all, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox. Today, we are going to discuss dating. Um, I want to title this episode, Stop Worrying, It's Just a Date. Because the other day I saw a tweet floating around on Twitter and it was a screenshot of a conversation. And basically the guy sent a message asking if she was still interested in getting to know one uh, one another. And she replied, I don't go out with people that ask me if I'm interested. Of course, Twitter went off. You know, they were like, oh, brother, folks thought she was doing too much. A lot of people were extremely annoyed and she was blocked. But I thought the conversation was a great piece because it highlighted an area of improvement for women who have been hurt. We've all been hurt. But sometimes when you are hurt, you put up this defensive wall and you tell people who you aren't and what you aren't going to do. And I thought that we need to discuss some of the emotions behind those actions. So let me discuss the context per usual. Dating is elusive thing. It is. It's something that we really kind of don't know anything about. We know our parents and our caretakers did it. They gave us vague instructions. Our friends got the same vague instructions. We tried to put our information together and try to make better decisions. But, you know, it's still hard. We still don't really know too much and there's no fail safe way to do it. But with that, um, you know, with with the knowledge of knowing that you don't really know anything about dating. When we talk, we are either too ashamed to tell the truth or refuse or we refuse to talk about it. And if we refuse to talk about it. We often go to the only space where we feel that we won't be judged to freely talk about our daily dating experiences. And it's usually on social media. But the problem with social media is that when you are telling these stories, you know, people want clout. They want shock value. They want a performance. They may even want to sell a product. So that means that a lot of the stories and a lot of the tips are kind of. It can be skewed. It can be skewed for the purpose of performing. It can be skewed for the purpose of selling and shocking and trying to take on a political identity that you may not subscribe to in real life. So, you know, you have this um, facade on social media and then you have an impressionable group of people who don't really know anything about dating because their parents didn't give them any knowledge about how to date, what to do. And they come to social media and see people who have all these success stories, stories, and they think that I should adapt my personality to the person who has all these success stories, but they end up dating like a social media Twitter person. They end up dating defensively. They end up dating jaded and most importantly, They end up dating awkward because they fail to realize that this is actually like a human experience. You're just relating to another person and it's not 
a Twitter sociological political um, analysis. So the next few minutes, we're just going to discuss the just how to go through this process, how to understand yourself so that when you date, you aren't adopting an identity that in the long run, run harms you. We are going to talk about relationship with yourself, a relationship with others, and we're going to discuss how to protect yourself without this weird, awkward, defensive behavior that I've been seeing online. So my first point is let's just discuss yourself. You know you've inherited your parents' trauma and their belief systems. You know that you are grappling with how you view yourself and how you view others. So you know you have to work on having a better relationship with yourself. And one of the pillars of having a better relationship with yourself is understanding that your happiness is inside and is not out there. Your fulfillment is inside and not out there. Your joy, all of the things that you aspire to have and feel in life, they're inside and they're not within a person, place or thing. And when you get that concept, you can kind of halt, pause, or even totally eliminate the need to feel rescued, the need to feel loved, the need to feel validated. And when you eliminate that, you eliminate random people showing up who you just accept anyway because you just want those things. You just want to feel loved. You want to feel rescued. You want to feel validated. You eliminate that possibility of a random person showing up and you're just accepting you accepting them because you, you have that deep yearning. And why I think it's important for you to eliminate this yearning, this need to be taken care of and rescued and loved and validated and cared for. Like, here's the thing. I want you to have a community that loves you, but I don't want you to yearn because when you yearn, you do a certain set of things that end up harming you. And one of those things you do is that you take what is given. So that means that any low hanging fruit that tells you, hey, I can validate you and rescue you and love you. And they just have to tell you they don't necessarily have to show it. You go for it. You grab it. Or you stay with what you have because, you know, who else is going to love you or rescue you or validate you? Because you would rather someone who is flawed, who you know to do it, rather than being alone and having to rescue yourself and having to, you know, see what's the underlying issues behind some of my thoughts. Finally, when you look at others as the person who's going to supply you the love and the validation you need, you tend to make them a savior. You make them a God. You make them infallible. You see that any little thing that they do that is kind of sort of good, you make it into a grand thing and you attach yourself onto it. And sometimes you even build a relationship on top of that. So you have to look at yourself as a source. You have to believe and understand that you are your rescuer, that you have to get up whatever you want. You have to get up every day and make a commitment to it. And I realize how hard and difficult that is. And I know this process is a long process, but in the end, it will cost you a lot less doing this work as opposed to 
waiting on a partner, a prospect, someone who isn't even there, an invisible person or a flaw, a really deeply flawed person to come and rescue you, to fill you up, to fill you up, which they can't even do because they can pour and pour and pour into you as much as you want them. And you're still going to feel like you're thirsty. You're still going to feel like you're hungry. You're still going to feel partial. Like you're going to feel that. So you have to decide, you have to understand that the joy and the happiness and all that, it comes from you. You create your own happiness. You really do. And how I know it to be true is that if you think about your brunch experiences, no one is making that joy. No one is making that joy. You are making that joy. You're looking at your environment and you are laughing and you are drinking, but no one is making that joy. No one can make joy for you. You are the only one who's in control of that. So once you get that in your head, that you can make your own joy, that you can validate yourself, that you can supply whatever yearning that you have. That is the space that you have to date from. It really is. It's the space that you have to date from. Because when you don't yearn, you don't really need and you're not holding on to anything that comes your way. My next point is that your relationship with others is solely an extension of your happiness and joy. People are there to enhance what you have. Experiences, all like all of these things are there to enhance you. You really have to look at your life as the main character. You need to adopt the main character syndrome as soon as possible. Because once you realize that you are the center of the universe and everything around you just is there to enhance your life, to make it more colorful, to make it more um, exciting and liberating and delicious. That is their purpose. Their purpose is to enhance your experience on this earth. So you have to ask yourself, you know, is your happiness already there? If not, what's stopping it? Is it a thought? Is it a circumstance in that circumstance? You know, if you're in a job that you hate, can you find the silver lining in your circumstance until you can change it? You know, if you're not happy with yourself, what do you need to do to make yourself happy? And I'm not talking about an out out external. What do you need to do? I'm talking about an internal. What do you need to do? What thoughts do you need to change? How do you speak to yourself? Where are you coming from a place of? Is it worthiness or is unworthiness? What are you trying to prove? The point of this exercise is to remind you that whatever emotional yearning you have, you can create it for yourself. And let me make this caveat because sometimes when I say you can create your own you know, joy and happiness. People think, well, I want to, well, I want to date somebody and I want love and I want intimacy. I'm not saying that you can't have love and intimacy. And I'm not saying that you can't desire to have that. I'm saying that if you are yearning to be poured into so that you can feel whole, that's an issue. That means that your tank is low and you need a little bit more loving from yourself. If your identity changes once you partner, if your friends are gone once you partner, if these fundamental pillars in your life 
disappear once you partner, then that means you have to do something to fill yourself up a little bit more to believe that your life is worth a damn. Because it's worth a damn. People are enhancements. They are not replacements. So with those points, I want you to remember that I understand that dating is hard. I have had some very hard experiences, some experiences where I just wanted to bust a man in the head. But I have also had some great experiences. And that tells me that dating is hard, but it kind of isn't. And it's hard when you're holding your breath. You know, when you don't have a great foundation with yourself, you go on a date, you hold your breath, you, you know, contort yourself because you are secretly waiting to be saved and validated and cared for. So you do anything you need to do to get that. That's when it's hard because that is work. To change yourself is work. It's hard when one negative of or ugly comment from a prospect sends you into a spiral. That's when it's hard. Because if you don't have a firm foundation with yourself, then it's easy to take a random person's perspective of you and replace it with your own and spiral out of control. It's, it's, that, that's hard. That's difficult. That's a difficult pill to swallow that I replaced my own opinion of myself with some random person that I just met on the first date. Because who the fuck are they? It is hard when you move your boundaries because the guy is great. He's so great. He's so great on, per, on paper. But you, you don't really have no real way of knowing. You just met this person. You know, you may have known two to three months, but you're, you're basically seeing the best version of themselves. And dating is especially hard when you feel that this is your only hope to happiness. If I just get a man, I'd be happy. If I just get in a relationship, I'd be happy. Now, I understand it is okay to desire intimacy and care. But once again, relationships are enhancements. They aren't the thing that bring your happiness. But let me tell you where dating is easy. Dating is easy when you've worked on yourself and you know that your experience is for you. When you work on yourself, you date and you just be like, well, I just want to, I want to be happy and I want to have a good time. Now you could be instrumental in that good time or you cannot, but either way it goes, I'm going to be happy. When you work on yourself, you don't give weight to an opinion outside of yourself. Who the fuck are they? If I a hundred percent believe in myself, then that's final. Do they live in my body? No. So then they can't tell me anything about myself. I'm the primary source. They're the secondary source. I don't even know if it's really true. Because I said it so, so then I'm I'm the final I'm the final say. If I say that I am beautiful, then I'm the final say. There's nothing you can say against that. That's the fact. Dating is easy when you know the experience is for you. You don't audition. Instead, you become the judge and you become the panel. So like you you are judging them. You are saying, hey, when I was on this date with you, you had I had a good time. I don't mind having another one. So how do we date? How do we date? How do you date? What do you need to think about 
what what ideas that you need to hold on to Sam, so that when you are texting and communicating and going out on a date, you're not coming off awkward and you're not coming off like a Twitter commentator and someone who's out of touch with reality and someone who doesn't live in real life. How do you date? First point, you date with knowing that this is your experience. This is your experience. This is your time, your energy, your emotions, your body, your mental health. And you can be very picky on how you use all of these things. And you can also be as free as you want to with all these things. It's all about what you want. What are you going to dictate? This is your experience. But you should also know that if anyone is misusing any of those things, remove yourself. You are here to be poured into and not chipped away. Point two, talk to your friend, talk to these people like you talk to your friends or an associate or a random person. It's a conversation. How you would talk about, say, brunch or happy hour or a shopping date, you talk to them the same way. Your dates aren't this big bad wolf. They are people. So ground them. Ground them on a, a, on a human level. Realize that they're just people. They're regular people. Talk to them like regular people. You don't have to put up this, you know, defensiveness and this pompousness because it's like it, it doesn't, it honestly, it makes you look like a target. It makes you look like you don't trust yourself. And I'm going to give an example. So you guys go on this date and you guys talk about, you know, the dating experience and you tell, well, what I don't do and I don't do this and you don't blah, 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 blah. This is what this looks like. It looks like me going into a store and stating out loud. I'm not going to steal. And now everyone's first instinct is to think I steal. And then I'll, they'll watch me and they'll treat me sort of kind of like a, de- a thief because I put that out there. And when you're constantly bragging or being defensive, you are the me in the store example. You're announcing I won't steal. You're bringing attention to yourself. You're telling your date, here is kind of where I'm historically weak with my boundaries. Or you are saying, though I say I don't do blank, I don't do this, I don't do that. Clearly, I do it. And clearly, I truly believe that I, I may have the best possibility to do it or, or else I wouldn't have announced it. Or you're telling your prospect, because I like you and you are great on paper or great whatever, I am going to provide you with a cheat, a cheat code or a cheat sheet to my heart. And I'm going to forewarn you of the ways not to fuck up so that I can continue liking you. Now, of course, you can say no to things. I prefer this. I'm not used to blank. I'm used to blank. Or you can say these things. But that is different from, I don't know what type of girls you date, but I am filling the blank. Or people I like don't ask me if I'm interested or some other weird, awkward statement that makes the conversation feel just stale like your boundaries may be true they may be solid but a simple no I don't do you know a simple no would suffice 
You don't have to go into this weird, awkward energy like you've never been around people because you've been around people. And you know, I trust myself. If I trust myself and I say, hey, I'm not going to do that, I ain't got to announce shit. When the time comes and you think you're going to do that, I'm just going to say no and I'm going to dip out. I ain't going to, I'm going to have to type a bitch that sleep on a first date. I ain't got to say that. I just got to don't sleep on the first date. And then you're going to know that. Point four, and that, and at least two point four, your actions. What are your actions? You know, you you could say you don't do a lot of things, but you may be doing those things. You may have a picture in your head of who you think you are, but when you look at your historical past, you realize that it's not adding up. And that's not an opportunity or an exercise to beat yourself up. That's an opportunity and an exercise to see, okay, what steps do I need to take in my day-to-day life to improve? So that could be the person I envision in my mouth, in my mind. There's nothing wrong with a past for which you failed. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is an issue if you don't take that information and you don't apply it to the future and you're not trying to improve, you're not trying to get better. So look at your actions because your actions, your past will tell you where you are a little bit uh, more flexible in your boundaries. And then you can make sure that if you're on a date that you are aware of those things so that the woman that you have in your head the person who you see yourself as, you can actually meet that. All it is is just preparation. You look at your actions like a scientist so that you can prepare for the present moment so that you can have a better future. That's all you're doing. Point five, and I already mentioned this, mentioned this you know that you are the judge. Stop auditioning. Stop auditioning for people who are not that smart. And who are dirty. Stop. You are great. Because you said you are. End of the story. You have nothing to perform. And you have nothing to audition for. If anything they have to audition for you. To see if they want to be included. In a fun exciting life. That's where you are. In the dating space. And finally. Point number six. Have fun. This is not a battle. This is not a test. The purpose of dating is just to meet a new person, get to know them, and have fun while while in the process. And if at any time they interrupt your fun on a date, you can leave. Or you can spice it up and shade them and have a good time shading someone who got you fucked up. Um, if your prospect has you confused, stop. If you aren't having fun on a date, stop. If your partner keeps dimming your light, stop. Fun, joy, happiness are your number one priorities. That's what you're, you are trying to have a good time. Now, you are not setting the tone to have a good time if you are just embroiled 
in your past failure so much so that you're giving off this negative awkward energy to be defensive to try to protect yourself from a future hurt that you haven't even experienced it's a past experience but you haven't experienced this with this new person but you are already coming into the dating experience with the expectation that you are going to be heard and you're going to be exploited and you are insecure about it and you're insecure about your boundaries because you think that you're going to be loose with your boundaries like you were before. And the truth is you won't be. You will not be. You will not be loose with your boundaries because you know what the result is. You knew, you know how much it cost you in the past to be flexible with your boundaries. So by virtue of that hurt, you are, you're going to already be diligent. You really are. You're going to already be aware. You're going to know what not having boundaries or having flexible boundaries look like. You already know these things before you didn't know that. You were trawling and erroring it. You were trying to use some of your parents' information. It didn't quite work. You were putting pieces and pieces together from friends, and it just didn't work because you didn't have the knowledge. But you have the knowledge now. You know yourself. You know what you need. So stop being afraid. Stop worrying. It's just a date. And on that note, take care. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.